1: Yo, what's going on, my fantasy family? We're here, we're back. Another episode of Off the Line Fantasy F- Podcast. Once again, my name is Eugene, I'm one of the hosts on the show. And if this is your first time uh, listening to us, we thank you for uh, coming and joining uh, the ride with us. You can find me on Twitter at fantasygenes. That's G E N E S. You can also find our official Twitter page at Off the Line FF. Uh, and on this pod, you'll find us talking all things fantasy football, analyzing certain players in their situations, having a few laughs along the way, and all in hopes of, you know, in, in a language that you can understand to apply to your fantasy squads. Now to my other host of the show, my boy Ike. What's going on?
2: What's good, man? Uh, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. I mean, yeah, just uh, you know, ready, to, ready to get going, ready to get rolling. Um, we're, we're already into week ten. Um, you know, week nine was a pretty bizarre week to say the least. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of MVP caliber players, um, you know, pretty much wet the bed. Um, a lot of things, you know, you didn't expect to see happen happened, like you know the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Bills. Um, nobody saw that coming. Um, you know the the Broncos going into Dallas and destroying the cow our my our beloved Cowboys.
1: Boy, they bashed our heads in. Man. They
2: were up thirty to nothing at one point in that game. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think it was the red stripe on the helmet. That's my God, story that's and sh- I'm sticking to it.
1: Yeah, but, I think so too, man.
2: So yeah, just you know,
1: don't do it again.
2: Don't, don't do it again point blank period um but yeah you know it's just a bizarre week overall but there was a couple of things that did uh seem to be a little normal um and one you know one player in particular that kind of did his normal thing was you know Lamar Jackson
0: another oh, yes casual
2: sir. another casual uh comeback you know from double digits in the second half uh, I think that his, his third one of the season um they beat the Vikings 34 to 31 in overtime um, you know, he had over, you know, 300 plus yards, or I'm sorry, he had close to 400 yards of total offense. Again, um, you know, he, he had 120 rushing yards, over 265 passing yards. Um, and, you know, what's funny, what's interesting about his day, uh, not that he came back from double digits, but another thing interesting is he had more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook <laughs> and more passing <laughs> yards than Kirk Cousins. Um, so he's, he's, he's doing it all for that team. And, um and one stat that i i did come across on twitter was you know since week 11 2018 that's when he took over as the starter for the ravens there's been only four players that have more rushing yards than him and they're Derrick Henry Nick Chubb Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott that's that's the a, that's
1: a list. solid list man
2: that's the end of the list man like this guy is he's 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 putting the ravens on his back um you know literally and figuratively <laughs> Um, and another interesting thing about Lamar Jackson, you know, when he, when he throws the ball, he only throws to three players, you know, over yeah. almost 75% of his passes, um, since week six have gone to Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Yeah. So, you know, no, Lamar Jackson, just another, another stellar performance. Um, and I feel like he should be the front runner for MVP. Um, you know, peripherals don't look as great. You only know, have 13 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's what people are going to focus on. But, um, if you want to look at you know just his 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 rushing production, I think he's still top seven or eight in the league in rushing yards. As a, at the quarterback position, um, I think he should be you know in the MVP in the MVP race most definitely. And he's, on, yeah. he's also on pace for six thousand yards, which is six thousand total yards, That's which crazy. is another absurd uh, yeah. stat. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I think Vegas, I think Vegas got him like six in odds right now, six or seven. It was. I thought it was interesting, you know, Tom Brady was one, so no, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how the, how the season progresses to see what, how, how, uh, those odds change. So, well, you know, we talked about one quarterback, let's move to another, uh, I know an offense that a lot of people have a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, stocks in the, uh, Chiefs offense. Once again, we saw, uh, Patty Mahomes looking st- stressed and pressed. Um versus Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he can only muster up 166 yards. I mean, Jordan Love had more than he did. Um, <laughs> I mean, like uh, I think Tyreek's a dot was like the lowest ever in his career. Um I think he's a, he's 4.5 no yeah, 4, 4. 4. 5 yards per attempt. Yeah, I mean, everybody now is just playing straight cover to shell, which is really odd that you know, just some of these teams that is like they don't like it's almost like this is a new concept, like they've never seen cover two before. like I don't I don't get it. It's, it's weird <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, but I don't know overall, the offense, again, still looks scared. I don't know if I don't know if uh, your boy, uh, uh, I can't even think coach's name, Andy Reid. I don't know if he has. I don't, I don't know if he got him on a leash to trying to keep him contained, like just to keep Patty Mahomes from not making too many mistakes, which he didn't do this game. But again, he just looks very unsettled in the pocket. Um, It's like one, one, two reads, and then he just like he just like his brain is just scrambled. Um, So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they figure something out. Maybe Odell, maybe they talk to Odell to tell him to come through or something because
2: they need some help. And you know what? Maybe it's it's because of his 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 kid brother just dancing, (laughs) TikToking away. (laughs) <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, messing with this. Oh head.
1: my gosh. Ever since they started posting those videos, I mean, it looked like all his powers got zapped. Yeah. Like, it's like all his powers transferred to his brother and his brother doesn't know what to do with them with his stiff ass uh, dance moves that he posts yeah. on TikTok. He
0: has,
2: he has absolutely no rhythm whatsoever. Um, but yeah, like I, I keep, every time I see, I come across one of those videos, I I cringe every time. Like. Yeah, man, some something's yeah, something's up with Mahomes. Um he's he's not even looking to like to to go downfield anymore. No. Um he's he's like like you said, he's unsettled in the pocket and he's, you know, once he drops back to pass, you know, he's he's moving his head a little bit too fast. Um and he's looking to get out of there and he doesn't even need to do that. Like he just needs yeah. to, you know, just kind of be patient, play within himself and he's not doing that right now.
1: Um, I mean, he tried to I mean, you see how they tried to get Hardman involved and he just dude kept dropping passes like it's literally is literally Tyreek Kelsey. Don't yeah. even think about anybody playing anybody else. I yeah, mean, yeah, Hardman
2: is not a thing. He hasn't been a thing. Uh, no. I think I, I I read a stat. I can't remember um, the, the specifics um, off the top of my head, but I know that he has like he ran he, he's run like over three hundred plus routes and only has like fifty three total targets. Um, and then he has just obviously that one touchdown. It was off of a flip. Uh, yeah. I think, didn't he score? I want to say he scored like a couple of weeks ago, but it was just off of a flip. You know, it's one of those push passes that, you know, whenever he put. Yeah, a yeah, flip, that's what
1: trying. it was. It was a push pass. He ran for like 21 yards or something for a touchdown. Yeah.
2: Him. But, yeah. you know, needless to say, you know, you can't start any other player on the Chiefs other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. No. Um, and and, and maybe, Mahomes, Mahomes is, he's bordering on unstartable territory himself. Yeah, I know, man. And um, I know I, a lot of people, sounds, spend, people spend a lot of drag
1: Capital. Football. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, people. You know, you, you you spent you know in Dynasty, you probably spent a top five pick on him, and in redraft, you probably spent a second round pick on him. Um, he's not he's not getting early early on in the season. Maybe he was getting some returns, but right now, I mean he he looks like a QB a, a mid range QB two, and he's not. Um, you know, maybe he can get get on track this week against the Raiders, but right now, yeah, he just looks like a, a, a shell of himself at this point. Yeah,
0: um, I, hopefully, we can I, turn I'm,
2: it around. We're not, yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not a you know you know, reciting a eulogy for Patrick Mahomes fantasy season right now. But it, it's it's looking pretty bad at the moment.
1: Yeah. Another offense that struggled uh, you brought up at the beginning of the show was the Bills offense. Uh, their yeah. red phone, their red zone offense stinks, man. It's been since week one. Like you, they get inside the, the 20 and they don't it's like everything short circuits. Like nobody knows what's going on. Like it just is almost they don't have any space and just Josh Allen doesn't know what to do. Uh, but this particular game was bad because their O-line couldn't block anybody that the Jags were were rushing with. And they were only rushing four majority. They weren't even blitzing. It was like the front four. And you might see an occasional linebacker pop up in there. But they were killing them with the front four. And, again, this team also is now seeing a bunch of cover two shell. And they don't know what to do. Josh Allen throwing picks, fumbling the ball. Um, but... Overall, at least he's moving the ball better than than what the Chiefs are doing. You can still start all three of their wide receivers, Beasley, Sanders, Diggs uh, with with um, with a good amount of confidence. Uh, okay. But their offense is struggling like they're now 19th in, in offensive deal DVOA uh, from uh, football to outsider. So um, just want to, you know, just keep that in mind when you're um, when you got bills on your roster.
2: Yeah, um, it's it, it's a it's a very confusing time for that for that Bills offense. They're just they're just not clicking um, the way they're supposed to. Um, they they may be getting Dawson Knox back because you know at least the last two weeks they've been struggling. Um, you know to kind of to kind of score points on offense, but um, Dawson Knox, like whenever whenever he was in in the lineup, he was he was running a lot of routes and he was getting yeah. downfield. He was providing a nice safety blanket for Josh Allen in the middle of the field. So. You know, once he gets back from that hand injury, um, I think uh, Sean McDermott said that he's going to practice tomorrow. Um, Okay, the start start practicing tomorrow, so um, that'll that'll be a welcome addition um, to that to that build that struggling Bills offense.
1: Yep. Um, another. So just moving, uh, changing gears to running back. uh, Sadly. Um, this running back w- went against our cowboys and uh in his limited touches uh your boy Javante williams destroyed us for uh seventeen for hundred and uh seventeen carries for hundred and eleven uh rushing yards mm-hmm. uh One thing was evident in this one also that uh the force miss tackle rate uh is high with this one. he showed it against us um he's at thirty seven percent for the season nobody's over thirty um uh, I do know that uh for the year he's doing this on less than half the snaps uh, so I mean this is somebody uh if he's somehow on your waiver wires, this is somebody that I would definitely would get if you could, I would try to maybe trade for him and or Gordon I mean I wouldn't like actively try to go for Gordon, but both of these running backs are are, are blessed with uh, a great schedule for the rest of the season and going into. Uh, into uh fantasy playoffs. So uh Javante Williams um is uh is a beast for sure. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's he's definitely um, you know, if you if you just if you just use your eyes, he is the best running back in that backfield. Melvin Gordon is playing well. Um he's played yeah. well all season. Um but you know what what the coaches have dictated to us all season long is that this is gonna be a split um until further notice. You know, if yeah. one person gets hurt then it's and it's wheels up for the other guy. But Um, we we would hope that at some point, um, you know, Javante Williams, he's actually on pace for, you know, over, over a thousand, you know, close to 1100 total yards um, on the season. Um, And he's only playing, like you said, he's only playing less than half of the snaps and only getting roughly 50% of the rushing, you know, running, uh, uh, running back opportunities. So if any, if there's any kind of uptick for Javante Williams, I think, you know he's 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 gonna have a you know a a J.K. Dobbins Cam Akers end to the season like you know like those guys did last year mm-hmm. for your fantasy squads and he's gonna be on most or he's gonna be on a lot of uh, you know fantasy championship rosters so you yeah. know just continue to I mean he he you can definitely start him you know start him as an RB two each week um, going forward um, but you know if he again if he has any kind of uptick in in uh, in, in usage um, just look out he's the sky's the limit for this kid definitely. Yeah, and then just, you know, just kind of continuing on this running back trend. Uh we did see one of our beloved uh star running backs return to action this week, Christian McCaffrey. Um he did have 18 touches and he had 108 total yards. Um you know, he's back, guys. Um and and the thing is they eased him in. He only had 49% of the snaps, um but he did touch the ball on 62% of those snaps. So um, they, they, when they were, whenever he was in the game, they, they, they fed him. Um, so un- unfortunately, you guys that had, you know, Chuba Hubbard, um, it's, over. Know, it, it's <laughs> over. It's <laughs>
0: over.
2: I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's over. <laughs> CMC, um, you know, they eased him in. And, and he's, he's, he's looking pretty healthy out there. He, he, I think he, I think he had like a 20 yard, you know, plus carry against the Patriots. Um, so he's just going to continue to get healthier, and he's going to re- eventually return to that, that CMC. Um, that we've you know that we drafted number one overall in most of our um, redraft leagues and a lot of our dynasty leagues.
1: Yeah, and it was uh, also evident whenever uh, he was out, we saw Abdullah more than we saw Hubbard. On top of that, uh, a lot yeah. on um, passing downs for sure. So, um, you know, if you didn't move off of, I mean, you can hold hold on to Hubbard and hope, and you hope that CMC gets hurt again. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of that, he's pretty much just a, and a he's just pretty much a rock. He's not gonna get. He's not going to get no touches. And
2: and as as the saying goes, hope is not a strategy. So if you're hoping for (laughs) an injury, you're you're doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) All right. So one person that I know you like a lot um, that it sucks to see see this kind of crumble a little bit for him, uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers. Um, Another down week for him, two for uh, 58. Uh, you know, just the numbers have been just declining since, since week five. Uh, His target shares have not been above 14% since week five. Uh, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if, if somebody snuck, uh, somebody from the old regime snuck back in and told him like, Hey, let's just have, make them go back to just go routes. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but uh, he is not getting, he's not getting the looks anymore for whatever reason. Um, I think and also in that span after week five, he's only had 200 air yards. The first five weeks he had over 600. So I don't like, I, I don't understand what's going on um, with his, his looks. I don't know what, what, what changed, but it's, it, it sucks to see. Cause I thought wheels, wheels were up for this guy at the beginning of the year. Now it just looks like it's more of the same. So,
2: yeah. I mean, one, one thing I will, I will add to that though, Um you, to put things into a little bit more context, uh, you know, week six, that's when he was on the injury report with the knee injury. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't practice all week long. He didn't even practice on... It, it, didn't, it didn't even come out until Saturday that he was playing. Um, but in that game against the Ravens, when they got blown out, he only played 36% of the snaps. Um, and then week seven was obviously their bye. And then uh, week eight, you know, uh, this past week, actually, no, two weeks ago, week eight, you know, Justin Herbert is he, he struggles with Bill Belichick's defenses, yeah. So you know we can we can kind of say that he has his number. Um, so and they they also game plan around Mike Williams, game plan around stopping Mike Williams in the deep ball. So there wasn't many opportunities there. And then obviously last week um, he had the Darius Slay uh, shadow treatment. Um, he he did catch a deep ball on him, um, but that was like really those targets were very few and far between um, throughout yeah. the game. Um, he only had five total targets in that game. But um, he does have a good matchup coming up this week against the Vikings, um, and they're the seventh most um, advantageous uh, defense, to, um, you know, to, to to wide receivers. So if if there's if there's ever a time um, that he could potentially get righted, it, it could be this week against the Vikings, um, if and they just get let, right here. <laughs> they just let they just let Hollywood Brown go for nine for one sixteen. Um, yeah. Them. So um, it you, you never know. Um, so I'm, I'm still holding out a little. A little uh like I said, hope. I said hope time strategy earlier, but only uh, <laughs> one only what it, only one <laughs> only <what it> <laughs> <not in everything. laughs>
0: <laughs> one right. but um yeah.
1: so the I guess the main topic uh of fantasy right now um is you know your boy OBJ and where he's going. Um, um the last I heard is that he was uh, ordering fish tacos, trying to figure out if he wanted to use hot, like hot hot sauce, or he wanted to use medium. <laughs> like, just, like the news is just like hounding to trying to figure out where this dude is going. Like, um, I mean, the the last we saw is that he was interested. He had the Packers priority uh, with the Seahawks, kind of like you know, kind of teasing a little bit. You know, Pete Carroll just putting it out there. I don't know how you never know how serious he is.
2: I, I would then, the the, the Seahawks, as far as I'm concerned, the Seahawks are out because Pete Carroll's a liar.
1: Yeah, even though they got cap space, but yeah, Pete Carroll's a liar. And yeah. then he's also had conversations with the Pats, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Yeah. Now, for fantasy purposes, for people that have him on their roster and they're still holding on to him, which one of these teams would you think that he would be able to make a a, a big enough impact for for people's rosters?
2: I mean, honestly, I feel like Kansas City would be the most ideal spot because they they are in desperate need of a number two, desperate need of a number two receiver to go alongside Tyreek Hill. I know we did talk about Mahomes, you know how he hasn't been playing well, um, but maybe maybe that's exactly what he needs. Maybe he needs another, a, a reliable number two because they know what they're doing as Tyreek Hill. They know they're taking over, taking the deep shots away from them, the, the deep pass away from them. So maybe they need another guy like Odell Beckham. Um, I don't know how much he – I feel like Odell Beckham just has a lot left in the tank because he still gets open. Um, He still runs pretty damn good routes. Um, He he can still come in and out of his breaks. Um, So there's a a lot – there's still a lot to like with Odell Beckham. It's just that he wasn't getting the targets, and he wasn't getting a lot of catchable targets um, from Baker Mayfield and Cleveland for whatever reason. I still can't understand. Um, It's not like he was in the wrong spot because, you know, catchable targets are, you know, that, that's the quarterback's fault. That's mainly the quarterback's fault. Um, so I would like to see him in, in, uh, in, in, uh, either Kansas city or new England because new England (laughs) is hosting Cleveland on Sunday (laughs) and what better way to, to kick off. What better way to kick off week 10 than a, than a OBJ. you,
1: you, You think they would get him out there that quick though?
2: I mean, look. If they sign, look. If they, if they sign him tonight or sign him Wednesday, get him to the facility, get him a couple of practices. They can get him some plays on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they could. I mean, I mean, I we know Bill Belichick is is petty, but I don't. Mm.
2: I mean, you know, it's a possibility that, that it could. It happen. is a
1: possibility.
2: But I would I like. Mean, to, but those are those are probably the two uh, places that I would, for fantasy purposes, would make more would make the most sense. Uh, obviously, Green Bay makes sense as well. Because um, you're playing with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, they don't they they're usually devoid of a number two receiver. So they could definitely use Odell Beckham um, in that in that role. So, yeah, I mean, the, all three of these teams are, are are good options. But if I were if I were to rank them, it would be Kansas City. Then it would be Green Bay and then it would be New England.
1: Yeah, I think for, for me, for me, for fantasy, I would it would be the Packers one, Chiefs two, Pats three. I don't want to see them. The Saints would be useless. Yeah, um, it would yeah it'd be pointless. And then He's not Seattle
2: passes from from Taysom Hill or Trevor or Trevor Simeon. Or
1: Trevor Simeon. Yeah. yeah, and I I mean it would be good to see him with Russ because Russ is one of the best deep ball throws. But I don't know they run the I mean they throw the ball like twenty two times a game. How many targets right. are you going to get
2: when they, you already got they, DK they like
1: to, and Lock it?
2: Yeah, they like to establish the run too much over there. So <laughs> um, I I think that I think they're out. I think that should yeah. be out. I mean, Pete Carroll he he wants to he wants to you know have some gamesmanship or what or whatever with the media. I don't think it's happening over nah. there. So, nah. but we'll see. You know, uh, you know, there's this it's is still a fluid situation, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where he lands. Hopefully, he lands with one of the three that we mentioned.
1: Yeah. Now, like we said at the beginning of the show, that this week was a little little funky, a little crazy. Uh, and that goes into our, our next segment, which is our fantasy MVP of the week, which is one of unexpected. Uh, James Conner, you know, uh, we saw Chase Edmonds, Edmonds get hurt the very, I mean, his first carry of the game, and then he was pretty much done with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Uh, James Conner looked vintage. James Carter from Pittsburgh, um, I mean, he, he had the, you know, the little jump cuts that he learned from Le'Veon. He finishes the RB one for the week. Seventy-seven percent of the snaps, nineteen percent target share. He even had he. I mean, he he usually gets majority of the red zone carries, so that was nothing new for him. Um, he had nineteen. He had ninety-six rushing yards, two touchdowns, and then another five catches on five targets with uh, seventy-seven yards and another touchdown. Um, I mean, he looked good, man. Like there's nothing else to it. Like he looked good, like in the. The emergency RB one role that they uh, they called him for, and he he did it even with the backup quarter. He had Case, uh, Chase McCoy out there slinging a the rock, and I mean they couldn't they couldn't stop him. Like he looked unstoppable. So
2: yeah, uh, you know, and opinion. surprisingly he looked he looked pretty spry out there. Like he was running. You know, he he looked he looked fast. He looked he actually yeah. looked fast. Um, um, on the screen pass where he caught for that forty five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was actually surprised at how fast he was because he kept yeah. looking over his shoulder every <laughs> like, every stride, every other stride, he kept looking yeah, over his shoulder. He was like,
1: Damn, nobody tackled me yet. All right, <laughs> let me keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like he just he turned on the Jets, man. And he he, looked, he looks really good out there, man. I'm you know, he's he's finally healthy for like the first time in his career because you know, ever since he became a starter, he had all he always had some sort of you know lower body injury or some sort of you injury know? um that, that's debilitating in some capacity. You know? Um, so this is a good, this is, you know, he's, he's pretty fresh right now. He hasn't, he, he wasn't really being used too much, um, yeah. you know, because Chase Evans was still out snapping him um, for the most part. But, um, and, you know, obviously James Conner had, now he has 11 touchdowns on the season. Um, he was still getting those goal line touches, um, you know, and that and that was pretty much his role. And now he's going to have more, more expanded role. And we saw a little bit of a preview of that um, this week. So, as long as you know, as long as Chase Ed- Chase Edmonds is out with that high ankle sprain, you're going to see a lot of you know a lot of James Conner um, early and often.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. And then from one now, balling running back to another balling running back. You know, we we wanted to we we usually want to have one fantasy MVP of the week, but uh, this was too good to pass up. We wanted to go ahead and include uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. In this uh, segment as well, um, you know, he just another another stellar game for him. 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns against the Jets. Um, 69% snap rate. Uh, this is a sixth straight game with a touchdown. Um, I think he has a couple of games in there with multi multiple touchdowns. Um, the guy is just he's just a freak. Um, he's the number one. I, I, he's you know, and those of you in dynasty leagues, he is the undisputed number one running back in dynasty. There's yep. no question about it. And you know, we we want to start. I mean next year, I mean this is this is a, you know quite quite the look ahead, but next year is he the is he the number one? Is he the one on one in most drafts? Can he be? Because Marlon Mack's gonna be gone and all he has is Naheem Hines and Naheem Hines isn't really cut into his workload. I mean, no. It's a possibility that this guy could be the one on one in 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 a lot of formats.
1: Yeah, I mean, most people in Dynasty playing super flex. I mean, you still want to start off with the quarterback. I mean, I would want to see how how the season ends for for like Josh Allen and uh Lamar could possibly be number one in Patty Mahomes. Um, but let's see. But he definitely Jonathan would be the first non-quarterback for sure. I'm um, in my book, to be to be off the board for sure. So Yeah,
2: um, yeah, he's he he's just a stud. You know, he's the the way like he's six, what six two, six one, two thirty, and he just he, he runs a four three. Um, and that that one touchdown that he had against the Jets, like that one seventy eight yarder. Oh yeah, man. It was just it was it was just curtains. As soon as he as soon as he hit the sideline, it was it was absurd. Like I, I just whenever you see people that big running that fast,
1: <laughs> just move and, out the way, man. Just
2: just that, get out the way.
1: That's just like that, that's that Derek Henry treatment, man. Once he gets to that second level, you see people just they start making business business decisions. decisions. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. All right, so from MVP, we also got to talk about the loser, the loser valuable player of the week. Uh, ours is uh, our boy Sammy D, Sam Darnold. Just looks like ass. Let, let me
2: let, let me let me take this one. Let me take.
1: All right, this go one. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because he's,
2: he he is uh, he's, he is single handedly killing uh, one of my favorite players in fantasy, oh DJ Moore. Um, but Sam Darnold, another shitty performance, sixteen of thirty three. 173 yards and three interceptions, one fumble, Um, you know per per Pro Football Reference. This is something that I. This a couple of stats that I kind of, uh, you know, came across um, the last couple of days. With the Jets, he had a 3.2 percent interception rate and a 7.4 percent sack rate. With the Panthers, his interception rate is 3.6 and his sack rate is 6.7. So this is this is essentially the same guy, um, you know. As that saying goes, a leopard a leopard never changes his spots. Never, um, never. Over the last five games, he has zero passing touchdowns, <laughs> zero passing touchdowns, and he has two rushing. And he only has two, and he has two rushing touchdowns and nine turnovers in that span. And on this, and on the season, he has seven total touchdowns and eleven interceptions. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever, you know, an organization invests you know, so much in a, in a, in a guy to be consistently mediocre, it just, you know, it makes you, it makes you, makes you wonder, it makes you scratch your head. Um, You know, they, they need to figure out a way to, to, to go, to to go away from him. And um, I think PJ Walker is probably going to start this week now. Um, He definitely is starting. Yeah, he is going to start. uh, We just, we just saw that he's, That Sam Darnold has a broken scapula and his throwing shoulder and is going to miss a couple of weeks. So look, maybe this is a maybe this is a you know, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. You you definitely don't want to see people get hurt. Um, You know, but maybe that P.J. Walker can, you know, once he takes over, he can maybe inject some life into this offense uh, with his running ability, and you know, maybe he'll target D.J. more, you know, more accurately down the field, and you know, Robbie Anderson. Uh, more, more accurately, down, more accurately down the field.
1: <laughs> Robbie Anderson was in, was on that man's neck on the sideline.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Robbie Anderson provided like one of the best memes of, oh of the week. Oh my gosh! Um, on, on, yeah, on, on Sunday it was, it was, it was crazy. Like since week five, Robbie Anderson has nine catches for fifty-seven yards on thirty-one targets. I'm
1: surprised that's the only time the cameras have caught Robbie Anderson like getting on his quarterback like that. It took him to that point to the to, to be like, hey bro, like let's try to get some balls to me. Cause I mean, last year I was balling and now I'm just like yeah. now I'm just like a waiver wire wide receiver, man. And I just yeah. got paid.
2: Yeah. And if there's any kind of something to look forward to, um, PJ Walker did start one game last year. And he and then him and D.J. Moore kind of connected for, um, for for seven catches, 127 yards on 11 targets and a touchdown. So if there's one thing to kind of, you know, potentially hold out some sort of hope for, um, it would be, you know, a connection from, uh, you know, P.J. Walker uh, to D.J. Moore. And, and, you know, D.J. Moore, I mean, he still has a favorable schedule. He has Arizona, Washington, I think this week um, I'm trying to remember. He has Arizona this week and Washington um, over the next couple of weeks. He still has a pretty good schedule um, getting, you know, you know, against you know against certain cornerbacks and against certain defenses. And so if there's a time to potentially buy him, I would definitely look to start sending some trade offers for him because he may be he may take off in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. quarterback under center.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. Check it out, NFL football is finally... Back, baby, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. Tick Pick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it, if you can find better prices. For the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are.
1: That's true. All right. So our f- favorite segment of the show, uh, cap or no cap, for the people that are listening for the first time that might not know what cap means. Cap is another word for saying you're lying. So if Ike says that he got waves in his hair, I'm going to say cap because he don't got no hair. He <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start this joint off. You know, your boy Jordan Howard, can he sustain... RB2 production, um, you know, but I'll just say for the next week, because Miles Sanders is going to come back by what week, maybe a week or two. So we don't know what it's going to look like then, but do you think this is something that he can RB2 production for the next two, let's just say two weeks?
2: Yeah. I mean, the role, the role that he's in, I mean, he's, he's like the early down grinder. Um, He's, he definitely gets all the goal line work. Um, and then e- the Eagles have committed strongly to running the ball over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I think a neutral and neutral game script. So basically when the game is tied, they are at 29% pass rate. Um, so that's, you know, so they're just, they're just running and running and running and running. So um, as long as that keeps up, I mean, I don't see how Jordan Howard can't sustain, you know, RB2 production. Um, yeah, the next couple of weeks while Miles Sanders, because you know they they obviously hate Miles Sanders because you know all of the <laughs> all of the rushing touchdowns are, have gone to every Eagles running back on the roster except for but Miles him,
1: Sanders. <laughs> which is crazy, crazy. Uh, I want to say it's cap because they play Denver and they play New Orleans. Um, I don't think I don't think them running the ball. Seventy percent of the time is going to be a, a formula for them to win those games. Uh, it's true. It's, it's. I mean, it's obvious that they don't want Jalen to throw the ball that much for whatever reason. Um, um, I mean, if you watch their games, you just see Devonte Smith always, always open, man, always open. Yeah. Like this dude was open the entire game versus
2: the Chargers. He could have had um, a two hundred yard game.
1: Yeah, always open, um, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's crazy because he's doing this, he's doing this on 32% of the snaps. That's all he's getting these last, these two games combined. And he has 128 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, he's playing two tough run defenses these coming two weeks. Uh, I don't, I, I just don't think that he's going to be that effective. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say cap on this one.
2: Mm, that's fair. That's
1: fair. All right. Next one. Uh, this is somebody I know you like because he's in one of our leagues that you have. I think you might own him in both of the uh, leagues that we have. Uh, but your boy, Elijah Moore, uh, right. we have seen a little bit. He, we've seen him getting a little more love. But do you think he's startable for fantasy lineups for the rest of the year?
2: It should be no cap. It should be. But I'm going to say as, a, as an Elijah Moore truther, I'm going to say that it's cap only until I see what happens when Corey Davis comes back um, healthy because he was he's been out the last couple of games um, with, the, I think, the hip injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, on Thursday night, I mean, they the, the Jets, they rotated like six different wide receivers. Um, and, you know, Elijah Moore didn't really have the greatest target share, only 15 percent but he's clearly far and away their, their most explosive player, their best player, their best, their best receiver. You know, absolutely. He had seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns. So um, for, for now I'm going to say it's cap, but um, you know, once Corey Davis comes back, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if if, if he's going to continue to get the usage that he needs to be getting or that usage, you know, spikes a little bit, our target share spikes a little bit. Um, but, you know, he, you know, he he dominated the SEC and you know and at Old Miss, you know he, he ran a four he ran a four three five at their pro day. Like this guy is this guy is electric in space and they you know it, it just it just boggles my mind that coaching staffs don't see or or they wait till like late in the season to see oh you know what we have this guy we've had this guy on the bench for for so long and we and we realize that he's good so let's start using him more like why <laughs> start using him. <laughs> at the early part of the season. Um so yeah, no I, I think yeah, so again it's 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 cap until we see what happens with Corey Davis.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's cap too. They it's too it's too many it's too many cooks in the kitchen, man, for me. And he his target share hasn't been above 15 since since week 3, so and
2: There's a lot of mediocre cooks too. A lot of those yeah. a are not
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if they know how to if they know how to make spaghetti, man. They so. they keep
2: they keep trying out something called a Braxton Berrios, uh Keelan Cole, um, you know, Denzel Mims. I mean, he he he's talented. I mean, he he's you know, he's pretty explosive in his own right, but he just hasn't been able to to fire like he's supposed to. Yeah, um, it, and then, you know, Corey Davis, I mean he's a pretty decent receiver, so I, I guess that's probably the only guy um that you can probably say that's pretty good.
1: Um, and Jamison yeah. Crowder,
2: man. Jameson, uh, Jameson. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a he's a slot, he's a slot guy, and he's not. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. He's a he's a reliable turkey. He's reliable. He, you, he's, hungry, he's a he's a good possession hungry. guy. He's reliable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get
1: you a turkey sandwich with some spinach. Yeah,
2: about <laughs> it. <laughs> a little, little mustard, a little mustard. Yeah. American cheese on there. Yeah, man.
1: All right. AJ Dillon, can we start him in fantasy lineups now? <laughs>
2: cap or no cap um you know honestly like i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no cap on this one because Uh-oh. i'm gonna say no cap um i know i know i know on the show sheet we we had um i i put big cap but i now the thing about it a little bit more he even though he's not he's still not playing up to forty percent of the snaps because that's concerning you know he's He's, he's he's making the most of his opportunities. So like he's you know he's, he's rushing for you know he's he has 27 carries to Aaron Jones 33 carries over the last three weeks. So he's closing the gap um, you know rushing yards wise. Um, but uh, but you know in, in the in this last game you know with Jordan Love at, at you know under center he had four catches for 44 yards. So he was using the passing game, which was a which was a surprise to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Where Aaron Jones
2: usually excels in the passing game. Look, both of these, both those running backs look really good. Yeah, when they get the ball, um, but but you can't deny that AJ Dillon is not is not playing is is he's playing well right now. Yeah. so when he's getting the ball, he's making the most of his opportunities. And now, if that snap share increases um, and really really cuts into Aaron Jones' uh, workload, then A we can be concerned about Aaron Jones, and then B we can most certainly start AJ Dillon with confidence. And I think you can still you can still start AJ Dillon as like a as like a flex because he, he's starting to carve out a little bit of standalone value. Um, But, you know, the, the snap shares are still not where we need to be for somebody to, to, to really trust somebody like him in your lineups.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you had the switch, man. Uh,
2: yeah. You know, I, 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 thought, I thought about it a little <laughs> more. Didn't want to deny the, the obvious.
1: Nah, he, he looks good, man. Like I wish I was a little more, See, when you start drafting uh at the beginning of the season, when you draft a handcuff, you gotta be committed to the cuff. Now I was not committed to the cuff when I had him uh, in a couple of leagues. So yeah. when you draft a handcuff, you gotta be committed. Don't waste your don't waste a draft pick on a handcuff that you're gonna drop two weeks later. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm also gonna say no cap because he's yeah, it, it's you keep hearing, you keep hearing uh What's his name? I can't even think. Of Green Bay's coach's name now, but Matt you keep hearing, yeah, Lafleur. You keep hearing him talking about AJ Dillon, man. So, I mean, he's, he's now getting to touch us too.
2: Yeah, and he's been in love with AJ Dillon whenever he first drafted him. He just couldn't stop mm-hmm. talking about his size. Um, he went. He went. He went. He went. He
1: wanted, D- he wanted Derrick Henry re- reincarnated, man.
2: Yeah. So you know, as 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 one of the pre- one of the co founders of the Aaron Jones uh, fan club here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, it it does make me feel a ways to have to say some nice things about AJ Dillon, but you know, I have to, (laughs) I I can't deny it. I can't deny it. He's playing well right now. And I actually have him starting in a couple of leagues um, right now, Uh, mainly because I don't have any running backs, but um, you know, he's, he's, he's providing a a pretty decent floor in a couple, you know, over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, You know, so I like to, I mean, we're in week 10 now, so, we're in the double digits of the fantasy season. Uh, by now, you should be able to look at your team, look at your record and see if you are a contender or you're a pretender. Um, so in this section, waiver wire pickups, you know, are you a contender? Or are you looking to, you know, add add some pieces that might be valuable to you at the towards the end of the season you know, for the week? You know, doing your, your uh, roster gymnastics because of bye weeks or because of injuries? Or are you a pretender and you're just, you know, playing a waiver wire to play upset? Um, yeah, so play
2: spoiler, if you will.
1: Yeah. So a couple of – I'm going to uh, touch on some quarterbacks real quick. Uh, it's kind of sk- skint this week, I think, uh, because <laughs> of, like, some of the matchups. But, I mean, I think some of these might, might be sneaky. So uh, Matt Ryan – uh, I think if you need him for a spot start, he's playing against Dallas. Dallas does allow you you can move the ball on us. I uh, cannot deny that. you can move the ball. Uh, so uh, we have a right now looking like a 54 and a half uh, point total. so there's points to be had. Uh, yep. You might as well get in on it. going to go get you pick up Matt Ryan if you need a quarterback. Uh, also, Sally I, I put this on the list is uh, Big Ben. Um, he's playing against Detroit. Um if you think he's gonna throw the ball a little bit, you can you can start on uh Detroit has 20 is 29th and in, in uh pass DVOA. Um and also uh Taylor Heineke. Uh they're coming off a bye. Um hopefully Logan Thomas maybe he might be back this week. So that help help you have another uh passing option. But they're a 10-point underdog versus Tampa Bay. Um so they're gonna be down, they're gonna be throwing a lot. So uh um, yeah that could be another option for you.
2: Yeah, and just real quick, we'll just touch on um uh, running backs. Um Eno Benjamin, he's he's probably uh n- near the top of the list of, you know, uh, waiver wire pickups. Uh he had nine carries for 39 yards and a touchdown um, against San Francisco and you know, and he had a nice a nice touch, yeah, a nice touchdown. Um so, you know, he's going to be the, you know, the, you know, the change of pace guy and he may be used on some passing downs. You just, we'll just have to see how it shakes out, but he's definitely a priority add. And uh, today we got news that Nick Chubb and I believe
1: um, well, Demetri
2: Felton. Felton, yeah. Felton got placed on the COVID list. Now they both are vaccinated, um, so we'll have to wait and see if they'll actually have the two negative back-to-back tests before, um, in, uh, in 24 hours before they're allowed back. Um, but as of right now, um, if you somehow drop to Ernest Johnson... Um, because Nick Chubb came back, pick him right back up.
1: Go like, get
2: him. Go get him now. Like if you're, yeah, if your league are already ran, raver, ran waivers, for whatever reason, and he's a free agent, pick him up now. Go because, get him. Yeah, because he'll be somebody to you know to, to keep an eye on. Um, Devin Singletary. Um, I, I know that a lot of you have been kind of frustrated by his production this year, um, but you know Zach Moss missed most most of the game with a concussion. Um, so if he's out this week, then Devin Singletary will see a lot of looks in that backfield um, as the primary ball car- carrier in a supposedly high scoring offense. Has kind of hasn't <laughs> been that way the last couple of weeks, but you know, hopefully they can get right this week against the Jets um, in 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 New York.
1: All right. So uh, wide receivers. Uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, like our boy Ray JQ likes to say, Shotty B. Shotty B. Um, if he's on your waivers, go get him. Like we said at the beginning of the show, he is one of the three targets only that receiving anything from uh, Lamar Jackson uh, <laughs> since he's been healthy. He's seen eighteen percent target share. So that's yeah. three weeks of eighteen percent from a rookie wide receiver. Man, like you, you can use that on lineups. Yep. Um, another guy that we talked uh, beforehand was Elijah Moore again. He is getting a little bit more snaps. Yes, the Jets rotated like six, seven, eight wide receivers that you probably don't know half of their names. But I mean, this is—I mean, he still he still had uh, seven for eighty-four and two touchdowns uh, with those with the little snap share that he had, um, you know. And um, hopefully, and then he has a quarterback uh, with um, with Ma- hopefully Mike White comes back and he liked throwing to him. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, another wide receiver uh, just signed with the Raiders. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. I know he's old, um, but I mean, that deep threat is is undeniable. And if they use him like, like I'm assuming they're going to want to use him like they had with Henry Ruggs with the person that, you know, the, the go route guy and uh, Derek Carr throws. I think he he leads the league in the amount of deep ball throws percentage uh, per yep. game. So, yep, uh, that's just I mean, it is a, a boomer bust type of play. But there's somebody also you can go after is available. And the last wide receiver that I have is uh, Van Jefferson. Uh, I know I talked about him last week, but again, he, he the last three weeks now, he's seen at least an 84 percent target uh, snap share uh, and also at least six targets. And they're running a lot of 11 personnel, which means that they're running a lot of three wide receiver sets. So as long as he's on the field, there's opportunity. If there's opportunity, there's production. So
0: yeah.
1: um, 31% of those air yards and 17% target share within the same three-week span. Uh, yeah. So when they're throwing – I mean, 31% of air yards, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's elite. That's elite numbers right there. So yeah. air yards is just the amount of yards that a ball travels before it gets to gets to the player. So – I mean, that's opportunity right there. And then 17% target share is a good – I mean, it's a good, healthy number it's for – Yeah, it's a
2: decent amount. Yeah. For,
1: for – and then for a third – For your a third receiver. Three, yeah. yeah. that's – yeah, you know, you could, that's something you could take advantage of if he's available.
2: Yeah, and just a couple more, um, just real quick. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns, um, he had two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. He had a big 60-yarder against the um, – you know, you know, against the Bengals this past week. Now he didn't play, he didn't play he didn't run nearly as many routes as Jarvis Landry and um, Anthony Schwartz um, for the Browns, but he is he is a he is a deep ball target, um, or he is he is a deep threat. So I think that's you know that's somebody that you can probably slot in as a, you know as a spot star as a as a flex or a wide receiver of three or four, um, and also Deontay Harris for the Saints. Um, he just came kind of came off of uh, you know six catches a six catch game. He he looked to be the most explosive uh, Saints receiver even though he he he, he was third um, third um third in snaps for for the Saints wide receivers behind Traquan Smith and Marquess Calloway, um, but he's he is their he's their most explosive guy outside of Alvin Kamara right now and the Saints could definitely use some sort of you know offensive you know jolt um with you know how they play um lately, yeah. lately. those are those are a couple of quick hitters
1: and um, tight ends, I mean, if Dan Arnold is available, I mean, Dan Arnold's getting a lot of targets from uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh, if Logan Th- Thomas somehow gets off the IR and plays this week. Um,
2: they're, they're on the box. Uh, no, they are. No, they, can, the they came out this they, week. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Cole Clement, maybe, if he's available pat fire me if he's available but outside of that there's not really much else in terms of tight end tight end is a uh, wasteland so yeah and
2: over the next couple of weeks um you know waiver wire will probably be you know kind of condensed down as you know as we get to later to later port in the season there's not going to be even that many priority ads um, as you know over the, the first 10 weeks there, there, there have been so many different uh, moving parts and a lot more priority ads so um, as we just kind of get you know towards you know the latter half of the season mostly everybody's been picked up and you know Dude, we'll have we'll just touch on a couple of players here and there, but not anything super extensive.
1: Yeah. All right, barbecue chicken alert. Um, that's matchups to attack. If anybody that does not know what barbecue chicken alert means, So if you watched uh, inside the NBA on TNT with you know with Shaq and Charles Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith, uh, one thing I know uh, Shaq whenever he used to see any opponent. That was just like you see them and you just like, this is this is gonna be easy work. You just said barbecue chicken let alert. Like you look at your opponent and you just see food, like you can just go there as easy work. So uh these are defenses or <laughs> sections of defenses that we feel that offenses can attack and you can uh, get some good production from. Uh I right, go ahead and start us off. First
2: the first one I have is uh Dalvin Cook versus the Chargers defense. Uh, you know the Chargers their last in rush defense DVOA um, they've given up at least 140 plus yards in four straight games and um, the, the most egregious one was over 200 to the Browns and that was five <laughs> ridiculous shootout, um in, in LA uh, but yeah they you know Dalvin Cook he's he's primed for a big game he ripped off a 66 yard run um, against the Ravens this past week um, and he's he he's more he's Well, past an ankle injury that kind of plagued him during the early part of the year, and he's just ready to roll. Um, yeah, I think he has like three 100 yard games out of his like five health, fully healthy games, five or six healthy games. So he's you know, Dalvin Cook is ready to roll against the Chargers, and you know, I, you know, his his over under (laughs) for the week is 85.5. He's going to smash that,
1: smash, (laughs)
2: Um, yeah, and that's and that's actually one of our prop. Um, prop picks that we'll touch on a little bit later on. But yeah, that's, you know, Dalvin Cook is an easy smash against the Chargers defense. And another running back um, as well that we can talk about is Najee Harris, the rookie mm. um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Lions defense. Um, the Lions fantasy points to, to the running back position um, and their 25th in rush defense DVOA. Um, so that's another another smash for Najee Harris and, uh, you know, in the running back position.
1: All right, so for me, I got, I got Tampa Bay, everybody in their offense, (laughs) the quarterback. (laughs) No, let me go back. I got the quarterback and pass catchers versus Washington's defense. Uh, You know, Tampa Bay just come off a bye. Uh, uh, Washington's defense is the friendliest uh, via uh, fantasy points to the quarterback and wide receiver positions. Um, You know, Tom Brady after a bye. You know, you get you get your pass catchers healthier. Uh, Gronk might be back for this one. I'm not sure if AB will, but uh, Washington they can't get pressure on the quarterback and their corner sucks. So uh, <laughs> fire up any and everybody on, on that Tampa Bay offense. Yeah, Evans um,
2: and want should have a have a few
1: Man, yes. And my lap, and then also on top of there is a 51 51 and a half over under. So basically, Vegas is ho- is betting that this game uh game total is 51 and a half points so i mean that's a lot of points for 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 a team to cover so yeah there's going to be a lot of points scored go get tampa bay yep. you could even go washington on the other end just for them just for garbage time Yeah. Uh, but focus on tampa bay and my other one this game has a 54 and a half over under currently <laughs> and that's Dallas offense versus Atlanta's defense another smash spot for uh, for Dallas offense, and this should be a good uh, get-right spot. Get-right spot, absolutely.
2: Um,
1: Atlanta's total DVOA for the uh, for the season is thirty-first, and there's thirty-two teams. So, and then Dallas on their end, on the offensive end, they're they're third. They're they're the rated third highest, uh, the third best offense in the league. Um, and then also Gallup could be back for this game, also. So that's just another weapon to add to what Dallas has. So, you know, giddy up.
2: And just, a lot of points
1: to be scored.
2: And just real quick, uh, I know uh, we've been throwing out DBOA, at a, DBOA out a lot. Um, those of you that didn't join last week, uh, DBOA is just basically, um, you know, it stands for defensive, uh, defense adjusted value over average. So it just kind of takes, you know, takes a, uh, you know, takes a measurement on a per play basis on you know how a team is performing uh, relative to that metric. So, you know, Dallas passing offense, uh, Dallas offense in general, like how they're moving the ball. Um, it take, you know, filters out like all the noise, like, you know, you know, you know, whether it's spikes or whether it's incompletions or things of that nature, um, it just measures how they're performing on a, um, you know, on a per play basis. And if they're at the top of the list or if they're near the top on offense and near the bottom on offense, then it's pretty self-explanatory, like how, you know, how to look at those teams.
1: Yep. All right. So our last section of the show, um, so us being from Texas, we don't have gambling; is not a, is not legal here. So, how we get our fixes with player props, and um, you know, prize picks that that allows us to to get in on get in on the fun a little bit. Uh, via player props and player props. I mean, th- that's something that's I think being introduced mainstream uh, into fantasy. Um, and you can apply you can apply those player props to your actual fantasy squads in terms of like, okay, I see that this tight end might that they're over under that Vegas is looking as 40 and a half. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean that's a good that's a good yardage number for for a tight end because I mean generally tight ends is a is a scrap heap. So you can use <laughs> yeah, you can use usually. player props to gauge gauge kind of where where they're projecting where you where these particular players are going to come out on the on the other end after the game is finished. So we have a few player props that we want to go through. So I'm gonna go ahead and start it off. My first one is Dan Arnold over 38 and a half receiving yards? Um, he has been, tied oh, in. yeah, Jacksonville tight end. He has been at or above 60 yards three of his last four games. I'm not counting the, the game that he uh, he had got traded to and played against the Bengals because that was like off of like three days. And yeah. they still, he still played like 20 something percent of the snaps. Uh, so basically, when he's been in the offense, he's gone at least over 60 yards three of the four games. Colts are the fourth worst in, in allowed yards to the tight end uh, w- with allowing over 60 yards per game. So I think Dan Arnold over 38 and a half is a good spot. Another one that I had was going back to the Dallas game is um, is CD Lamb over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, like I said before, this is a get right spot. Atlanta is, is fourth worst uh, in the league in DVOA uh, via the pass. And like I also said, they're 31st overall uh, DVOA, so I think this is definitely a get-right spot for, for C.D. Lamb. Uh, and then my last one I have is uh, Baker Mainfield, under 225 and a half passing yards. And the, <coughs> New England's uh, secondary has been on fire since, since our Cowboys blessed their defense uh, with <laughs> over 600 yards of, of offense. Uh, <laughs> Baker hasn't thrown over 225 yards out of three of his last five games. And in one of those games was 234. So um, I'll, I'll bet the under on that one. Yeah.
2: All right. So I have a couple um, here, Uh, Teddy Bridgewater over 245 and a half passing yards. Um, He does, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he's had, he's gotten Jerry Judy back as top receiver. Um, And they're playing the Eagles this week. And uh, Darius Slay left, left the game late with a hamstring injury. Um, And then the Eagles got lit up by Justin Herbert for 356 yards, two touchdowns. Um, And Teddy Bridgewater, he has been above that 245 and a half number or or that total in five of his eight healthy games. So I think I, you know, I I think he's a good bet for this week, um, you know, to put up that, you know, to to put up those numbers um, against that Eagles um, secondary. And then I touched on Dalvin Cook earlier over 85 and a half yards rushing, um, against you know the last you know the last ranked run defense in terms of DB, DVOA, um, yeah, it's it's just an easy one for us. Um, you know he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna go well over that total. And then the final one that I have is uh, DeAndre Swift under forty and a half rushing yards. Um, he's been under this number, or he's been at or under this number in five of eight games. Um, he does most of his damage as a receiver. That's what makes him great. Um, he, he 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 has forty seven catches on the year, which is pretty phenomenal from the running back position. Um, but, you know, he's he's going to get Jamal Williams back in that backfield. So he's going to split carries with him. And, you know, it's going to be less opportunity for him to run, but there's probably going to be more opportunity for him later on in the game as they're trailing um, to catch passes. Um, and and the, the Steelers, they have a pretty good run defense. They're ninth in rush defense DVOA. So, um, you know, DeAndre Swift under 40 and a half yards is the play here. Well,
1: you know, we at the end of another show. We did it. There it is, episode. There two. it is. All right, you got anything for us before we get up out of here?
2: Yeah, uh, we we appreciate you rocking with us. Um, you know, for week. You know, for for our second straight uh show. Um, You know, just you know, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, follow the show um, at Off the Line FF on Twitter. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter as well. Follow me at just underscore ico nine and follow Eugene at. Fantasy Jeans, G-E-N-E-S.
1: Yeah, and like you said, you can follow us on, you can find us on YouTube at Off The Line Fantasy Football. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other others that you can get. Just find us under Destination Debbie. Uh, and, you know, we'll be back next week talking to y'all good people again. Remember, are you a pretender or are you a contender? So until then, be safe, you know, go get you some W's.
2: Happy week.